Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Osher Ginsberg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you so much for joining. This is episode 62 with Lisa and Crystal from the online adult boutique Porta V. You can find them on Instagram, instagram.com slash P-O-R-T-E-A-V-I-E. More about them in a moment. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to this show in um, your favorite podcasting app. That's the best way to listen to the show, using a podcast app on your feature phone if you have one. Um, there's plenty. I use Pocket Casts for both Android and for uh, iPhone. I don't get a kickback. I just really like that app. It's really good. Um, and if you do that, you'll get a new episode magically every single week. You can also uh, subscribe to the email list where I'll let you know about the new episodes. That's at osherginsberg.com. And, of course, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm where you are online. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the amazing feedback about the ITA episode last week, episode 61, with the uh, incredible ITA Bartros. Thanks. It was super, super cool of you all. Um, and thanks, everybody, for your kind words about the Arias through the week. I hosted the Australian Music awards show the arias which happened um a few days ago now and it was a amazing night um huge effort from the massive crew involved there was a lot of people that made that show a lot of artists that came together to make that show and it showed in our results you know we use ratings as a measure of um as a measure of success in our industry and television and uh, the ratings were up 70 percent 
on last year, which is pretty massive. And I think we had, of all the social media traffic on the night, we had 81% of the social media traffic. So that is a massive, massive event for all concerned. Incredible crew I work with, such great crew. Oh, God, I love the big shows. It's so much fun to work on the big shows. It's like, you know, it's like playing the grand final. It's so great to test yourself at that level. It was really, really good. I had an amazing team. My executive producer, Vicky, was just super calm in the face of, you know, potentially potential pullouts from massive international people. <laughs> she just totally kept it together and she made everything happen. And um, my director, Mark, as well, was super calm in the face of adversity. That's the amazing thing about these shows because there's so many moving parts. Stuff always doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. And um, keeping cool and, you know, just adapting to the situation problem solving is what makes these shows go to where and that's exactly what happened my floor manager jen was also amazing and um uh i wrote the show with kieran who um came on board and we wrote the show together and that was you know it's always you know pretty full-on when you know people know me for doing um well i used to do idol in australia the singing show but the last few years in australia i've been doing a show called the bachelor so people kind of only really know me for delivering envelopes and doing complicated rose related mathematical equations um which is fine it's just totally fine but it's interesting the reaction when people see you doing something different um how people react to that so it was amazing to work with kieran um it was really good. Honestly, though, by the end of it, someone handed me this wad of after-party tickets. There you go. We'll see you at the after-party. I got out of my Gucci suit, put it on a hanger, got back into my trousers and my shirt, uh, snuck out. I uh, got in a taxi and I went home. <laughs> I was home in time to watch Neil Finn and Paul Kelly sing Four Seasons in one day, and I went to bed. Uh, a long way from how I used to celebrate the end of the Arias, let me tell you that for nothing. Uh, but it was an amazing night, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to so many people uh, who worked on the show, and then and to everybody that participated by watching. Because you know, it's like any energy in the universe. If you put something out there, if nothing pushes back, there's no resistance. There's no, uh, you know, there's nothing that happens. Like you can't put a glass on a table that isn't there. You know what I mean? So the audience provides the resistance and the feedback so we could make a show and we made it together. It was great, so thank you. Um, just to check in with you, I'm heading back to LA in a few days from now and uh, honestly, it, this one hurts, man. Sydney's a seductive mistress. She really is if you've never lived in Sydney. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful city and this, it's huge and gorgeous and... Uh, she's been glorious coming into summer the last few days. Uh, you know, it's weird being here and it's so peaceful and knowing that, you know, my family is getting pummeled by Mother Nature up in Brisbane. That was heavy. Um, if you're listening in Brisbane, I hope that your house is okay and your loved ones are okay and you only had a few broken bits of broken glass um, at the worst. I know that, you know, some of my family had some issues there with uh, various structural damage and vehicular damage and being out of power and that kind of thing. Um, but thankfully, everybody was safe. And um, yeah, so it's a bit weird being down in Sydney when it's so calm and peaceful. But um, yeah, it's a bit tough going back to LA because um, I'm really enjoying being back and being around my friends. And um, not that I don't have friends in Los Angeles, I have many friends in Los Angeles, but. It's kind of interesting, the constant cultural translation that has to go on when you live in a foreign country. Even though we both speak English, you know, there is a constant translation of cultural values and cultural norms that you have to keep making in your head. Um, 
and it can be uh, it can be full on. But I try to look at my time in Los Angeles. I've been there five years full time now. My time, I, I try to look at my time in Los Angeles like uh, fly fishing. Not that I ever fly fish, but you know, when you see the men and women in the waders and they're doing those really complicated casts where they're flinging the line back and forth. I try to imagine my life, my time in Los Angeles as fly fishing and that it's all about the cast. It's all about that beautiful arcing cast of the line and dropping the fly right where you want it. And it's not always about getting a bite. It's not always about a trout biting your hook. Um, if you get the perfect cast and you drop that fly right where you want it, you're still standing in a beautiful river, standing in a beautiful scenery with that perfect execution. You've done everything you can to control the outcome and you can be happy with that perfect cast. And so that's how I kind of look at my time in Los Angeles, fishing trip. Mendelssohn was the first one who called it a fishing trip going to LA. He said, ah, oh, it's just a fishing trip, this one. So that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it now. So let me tell you about my guest today. My guests are two very, very interesting and powerful and smart women. You might find a running theme in the women that I have on this show. My guests are two very powerful and smart women, Lisa and Crystal. They're from a website called portav.com. Uh, they joined me for a very, I'm going to say, grown-up conversation about their business, which is a business that sells things to put on, things to take off, things to rub on you, and perhaps things to put inside of you, all in the name of pleasure. So this is quite a grown-up talk, and that's okay. If that sort of thing irks you, there's 61 other episodes to listen to. I won't be offended at all if you don't listen to this show. There's, there'll be another one next week. But yeah, this is an adult conversation. It's all above board, don't worry, but... Um, we do delve into the, you know, the shifting realms of sexual expression. It's all above board. There is a bit at the end there where they, they give me a box of goodies and I unwrap it live and there's some description of what's in the box. What's in the box? Uh, there's some very interesting stuff in there. Why did I want to share this with you? I wanted to share this with you. The business is quite young. They're only a few months old, but I'm really inspired by people who just want to give it a go. I'm inspired by people who um, just go, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to make this business. We're going to put it up. We're going to get some mentors. We're going to put some money down. We're going to build a site, and we're just going to make it happen. And I wanted to share that with you because they're, you know, they're an early-stage startup. They're not a year in, but the I'm, I'm going to say the learnings that they can share here or that they do share here are very, very valuable, very valuable. I wanted to share this conversation with you as well because we talk about a shift in acceptance of alternate expressions of sexuality, which I thought was really interesting to me. Um, we also talk about what it is to start a business in, in a modern digital era. So this conversation is equal parts erotic and entrepreneurial. So there's something for everyone. So uh, this is their first interview, um, and they did really well. Uh, and they're lovely. They're charming and smart and funny. And um, we did the interview in a very fancy house in Tamarama, which is a beach suburb of Sydney, So, um, which they had access to. They didn't live there, I promise you. Uh, but this is Lisa and Crystal from Port of V. Enjoy. I feel like we need to like, have a chat before we start. Like, what, like, what do we yeah. like, do? Are there any rules of engagement here? Yeah, or? like, do we need to plan anything? Like, we need, we need warming up for this thing before we get right into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've never done anything like this before. 
It's going to be all Prepping's right. Prepping's always good. Yeah. 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 Just, just take it slow with us, Osha. Yeah, slow and steady. Is it Osha or is it yeah. Osha? Well, it's, the correct pronunciation is Osha, Osha. but um, Osha works fine. Osha. Okay. Osha. It's like washer without the word. Oh, yeah. Now, I've got my notes for you on my phone, so I'm not tweeting. I'm just, uh, I'm just um, oh, thanks, getting my notes for you, Okay, great. which is important for me. See, prep. We, like, sent you a little link. We didn't really know what to send to you. <laughs> of course I sent you a little... Of course I prepped for you. Oh, great. I'm not here for a haircut. Oh. oh. <laughs> scissors right. away, Chris. Huh? <laughs> Lisa was like, put the scissors away. I was like, okay. November's working well for you. Why, thank you. Yes, like, because mm. some people really, really kind of look like serial killers and you don't. Yeah, you pull it off very yeah. well. I did go to, um, I don't know, I can't even say it without sounding creepy, but there's been a few <laughs> events that I've gone to where it's because there was, I went through a whole John Waters phase. Um, John Waters who made all the, like, film director, super creepy. Yeah. But... I went through a whole John Waters phase and it looked... wasn't good. <laughs> wasn't. So when are the arias? Are you going to be able to take it off? Before By the time... No, 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 it's staying on. For the arias? Staying on for the arias. Um, because it has to be the whole month of... We might have to um, sponsor you. Oh, please oh, do. Definitely. Probably definitely. definitely By, the time, By the time this uh, airs, the arias will have been and gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so they are the Australian Recording Industry Association Awards aria. Aria Awards mm. is like our Grammys, our Brit Awards or whatever. Mm. And yes, I am hosting this massive television show with a moustache that has been <laughs> it looks only... looks very groomed, though. It does. Well, thanks. Nice. There had to be a bit of grooming. I'm 40, mm. but it's still kind of... <laughs> are, you, are you 40? Yeah, I'm 40. Wow. Yeah. You could probably go a bit shorter Along on the sides because it's almost kind of T-bar-ish. Yeah. Oh, like it could flick out. Yeah, like you mm. could maybe just trim it a little bit. Just okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see, I'll see about that. <laughs> So maybe in that case, we should have brought scissors with the help. Maybe. I know you're not here for a haircut, but just... Maybe, maybe we'll see. A mo-cut could have been good. A mo-cut. Mo, okay. So Lisa and Crystal from Porter V, hello. Hi. Hello. You're my second two-header. I've only done one two-header before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. The, the guys from Cafe Gratitude, which is a restaurant in, uh, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Two oh. brothers. Excellent. Kerry and Ryland. But I'm very happy to see you. We met... I've been following you on the uh, on the Instagram for quite a while now. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I wandered into the Mamma Mia office the other day. Mamma Mia is, what would you say, it's a digital media hub? Women's, yep. Yeah, it's yeah. actually the Mamma Mia Women's Network mm-hmm. now. Oh, now it's the Mamma Mia Women's yes, Network? We okay. Have, that's right. Three websites. We're about to launch our third one. Our right. Fourth one. Yeah. So I wandered in, in there the other day to have a meeting um, with a publisher, and uh, goodness me, it was like I walk in. Hi. Hi, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I walked in the other day, and if anyone's never been to the Mamma Mia offices, it's like two long tables of probably about 45 women. So yep. many women. <laughs> and, like, two guys. There's a lot of, like, there's, like, no testosterone in there yeah. at all. So when a boy walks in, too, it's like all the girls in Everyone the cats. up. We, like, get up and go, yeah. who's that? Who's that boy? Like, That's exactly what happened. Everybody turned around. Oh, yeah, totally. Plus, we were all, like, very big Bachelor fans, so obviously yeah. everybody was... We were very excited yeah. to see you. And then I wander over to the printer yeah. uh, to try and get this... Because I'm pitching a book proposal to a publisher in there. I went over to the printer and there you are. Yeah, that's right. And you're like, hi, we do Porter V. I'm like, you guys do Porter V? And we want to thank you for all your support. Yeah, because you like lots of our photos. Yeah. Well, it's the first thing I said to you was like, I love your branding. <laughs> Thanks. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of kind of 
with science and art to get that branding. Yeah, so it is. Well, I'd like to talk a lot about that, but also like to talk because I'm, I'm interested in what it is to start a business in, a, in Australia in this mm. modern digital age. I'm interested in what it is to be a woman doing this, and I'm interested into how you two guys can stay not slitting each other's throats. Oh, yes. <laughs> but also I'm interested to talk about in why now for the business that you've got mm -hmm. because that's also kind of fascinating mm -hmm. so and it's very different it I, is it's it definitely is. a talking point yeah my word <laughs> so what when was the first day that you two met oh what nearly oh, 2007 yeah a long time ago yeah. so we were both um in magazines Yep. And, so um, what do you mean in magazines? What does that mean? So we were... Um, in they were old, but just for people who are listening, magazines used to be these shiny paper <laughs> things that you would buy and hold in your hand <laughs> yeah, and read and then... And then you could pass them on and then, yeah. then the readership would go up and, and you'd, then you'd like, put them on your coffee table. Yeah. And it was great. To make, hey, I read this magazine, therefore That's I'm right. cooler than you are. Yep. And then you'd put them in the recycling and buy another one the next month. Yep. That's what magazines were yeah. back in the old days. We remember the magazine. Actually, my husband still works at Ballard, one of the biggest magazine publishers in the world. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I try not to diss them too much. I don't know. There are some that still work. Yeah. Well, right. I think brands are always going to live on. So I think brands mm. like Harper's Bazaar and like Gourmet Traveller will live on. Maybe not so much in Because the they have like heritage behind them and people mm. know them and have probably grown up with them. But yeah. I think... Um, yeah, <laughs> they probably live on online. So you were working at what the ACP towers? We were at News at that time. Where so, is that? Um, just at Alexandria. It was uh -huh. beautiful. Like the whole building would mm. shake when the trucks went past, and yeah, um, and and because we were quite close to the train station, whenever a train went past, it would like rattle the building. So you'd know that. All right, we had this cafe called Stories, and it was a mix of. All like the magazine girls who are all shiny and tight pencil skirts and yeah. massive like Louboutins and then mm. truckers eating like bacon <laughs> and egg sandwiches for breakfast. So it was quite a big contrast. It was an interesting time. And what, how did you meet? So I, um, it was literally my first job out of uni. So I was the account coordinator on Vogue Entertaining and Travel, which unfortunately did not survive the GFC. Um, and Vogue Living, and Lise was an account manager. Yeah. So, yeah. so we started working together mm. there, and we kind of hit it off, didn't we? Did. And then we, um, and then as kind of thing goes in groups and sales groups, because we're in advertising sales, um, change. I ended up in the food group, so I was working for like Donna Hay, Delicious, and Vogue Entertainment Travel, um, and Chris stayed on and the then homes. I, yeah, stayed on the homes. So I was like Vogue Living, Country Style, and Inside Out. And then we kind of came back together when we both started working on Vogue, and that's when we kind of really, I guess, hit it off. Yeah. And we're like, we're like sisters now. We literally yeah. are like sisters. <laughs> we do everything together. It's insane. And like our, um, like our mums are best friends now. Yeah, we've introduced them because we spend so much time together, particularly like launching Porta V took quite a lot of time out of, I guess, our personal lives. So the mums were getting a little bit, um, I guess, annoyed that we weren't spending time with them. So they were like... We're like, oh, you guys should meet and be friends. Yeah. And just take, take a little bit, bit of pressure, pressure off us. <laughs> <laughs> so now they play golf together. Yeah. Um, when anything happens, like, we, like, have, like, you know, little um, tiffs or whatever, they both, like, know they're on the phones going, hey, what are the girls fighting about? What's going on? And so it kind of adds a whole new it element. Does. We, um, we are spending Christmas Day together, our families. So, yeah, yeah it's official. Yeah. <laughs> Is total, now do the husbands hang out? Do the boyfriends hang out? Um, so, well, Crystal was um, yeah. one of my bridesmaids at my wedding as well. Yeah. She did a beautiful speech. 
um, she let me go to Simon to get yeah. married. <laughs> um, and no, so Crystal's like an extension of our family, mm. um, and as is Lisa with mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Crystal doesn't have a boyfriend. I'm single. Moment. Lisa's married, so it's a nice little pairing when it comes to putting Porta V together. Yeah, so it's good because, like, Crystal always um, looks at it from, I guess, yeah, a single-person perspective and I'll look at it from someone who's married. And, Got it. Um, everything that we do uh, as together is really good too because I kind of like to push things quite far. And Crystal's and I always, like, tend to rein things in a little bit. Unlike Lise, that is just so pushing the boundaries. <laughs> like, I may have to put, like, my hand over my eyes. <laughs> I'm ah. like, and I'm like, too far? So, so it's good. Yeah. It's really, so like yin and yang, which is good because yeah. you really do need a balance with what we're doing as well to make sure that we keep it very tasteful but that we still keep it cheeky and fun. Yeah. And very playful. And did you try and launch something before Porto V? No. no. So when we're at Vogue, we always... I guess Vogue was great because we loved fashion and it was such a good, I guess... Um, you know, introduction to luxury brands and learning all about that. And um, we kind of wanted to, I guess, launch something, but we were like, maybe we should do something along the lines of fashion. And then we were like, oh, it's quite competitive and there's, like, already so much out there. Like, how are you going to, like, have your own point of difference? And then um, Fifty Shades of Grey came along. <laughs> and, and, well, and I remember Chris read an article um, mm. in the Huffington Post and it was about how the sex industry is the only industry in the world that doesn't ever see a, de a decline. So even through the GFC, it was always on the increase. Mm. And so we used to have this ongoing joke that we, would, we were going to open a brothel. We never <laughs> actually were going to do. But it was like this ongoing joke that yeah. we had because we were always like, we're going to do our own thing, it's going to be mm. great, we're going to be rich. And that was when um, one of the... Oh, what's that show called? It was a Australian show um, where they have like the slashes and it was all about the brothels in like Darlinghurst. Oh, Underbelly. That's it, yeah. So that's when Underbelly was out and yeah. it was the one. And so that was like kind of quite a big buzz at that time. So we kind of always were kind of just had this ongoing joke that we were going to do this thing. Um, and then when we actually started to think about it and we were like, hang on a minute, like Fifty Shades of Grey, everyone is talking about it. It's sold like 70 million copies worldwide. There's obviously something there that's like hooked with Australian women. Um, and that kind of just like created this conversation then because I was like, well, I'm single, but I guess if you wanted to kind of like wear nice lingerie or, you know, spice things up in the bedroom, yeah. where would you really go? And there is nowhere. Like we mm. did, we can talk to you about it later, but we did a huge, um, massive kind of 12 months worth of research to get to launching Porto V. We went to Sexpo. In uh, Queensland. That was, um, yeah. Crystal's okay. You've recovered? Yeah, I've recovered yeah. now. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> yes. So we did a lot of research yeah. and there really, really isn't, was nothing in the Australian market that's catering mm. to, to people like us. Like, mm. you know, young professionals who are in relationships that want to try something new. Um, and so, I mean, that's really how kind of it all started for us. What other research did you do? <laughs> Well, we went to Sexpo because we needed to find out exactly the type of, I guess, products um, that were out there in the market and to really, I guess, open our eyes to that industry. It's never really been something that I have <laughs> there kind was of this stepped into before. Because that is when people think about online, you know, shall we say, romantic Definitely. things. Sexpo is, is you know, mm. and that's the blokes, blokes in bodies with thongs getting photos with porn stars. That's exactly. what, that's what they think it is. Of what, yeah. we, of what Porto V is. And, yeah. um, and it was just really interesting too, even with like a lot of our suppliers as well. So some of the, the, um, the pleasure items that we stock, they're really, really like incredibly like high quality and there's a huge amount of science and technology that goes into the back end of them and they're packaged immaculately. And the suppliers are just like 
when we launched Puta V, they're just like, oh, thank God there's something like this for us to put our products in that mm. kind of in line with what the products are. And they were like, for too long, we're, we were just so sick and tired of seeing the same type of, I guess, you know, sex store pop up with, you know, dirty images and making it really tacky when, you know, the brands that they stock are actually so far removed from that. And in Europe, it's, like, completely different. Mm. So even for us, like, because we have a lot of international orders and it's really interesting because you'll see <laughs> you'll see a lot of orders, like, come from, like, Mexico and Germany and um, and UK. They, but these are people who could quite easily buy this stuff much closer to home. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. We, yeah. we probably get about 40% of okay. our orders international. Mm. and But they're definitely, like, a lot more daring as well. So mm. a lot of, like, the whips and the crops. Spanking bags. <laughs> <laughs> they are all going overseas. There's like not so much of that happening. There's a lot no. of entry level stuff in um, in Australia. Yeah. Entry level. Well, I was going to ask. I mean, I've been divorced. Like I was married for a long time. <laughs> mm. When Fifty Shades of Grey came out, I was I was married at the time. Then I got divorced, and I don't know if you know what it's like to be a divorced man. But you tend to grow a beard and hide in a cave for a while, <laughs> so you don't really notice anything. So was there a shift? in feminine sexuality that happened in the past five years that I kind of missed? Was that this book? I mean, or did this book just kind of tap into something that was already there? I think the book tapped into something that was already growing. And I think Fifty Shades of Grey has really provided that platform where women are more open now talking about their sex lives or what they want their sex lives to be or how they want to, I guess, spice things up with their partner. Um, And I think that's really created this really nice dialogue that we've been able to leverage off with, with Porta V. But I think what's been lacking is that there's never been that premium kind of aspirational brand there that's been able to connect the two because everyone, like you were saying before, just it's, considers it to be really tacky. Yeah, we want people to kind of feel proud to buy something from Porta V. And so it's kind of one of those things that, you know, we really modelled the whole brand off netta Porte, and we kind of mm. wanted it to be this sort of... Um, you could jump on there, you could buy something for $20, you could buy something for $500, and you would have exactly the same experience. Everything comes immaculately packed. Yeah. Um, and, and also, too, I think, like, whether you just wanted to go on there to buy a nice lingerie or you wanted to kind of dwell a little bit, I guess... Um, further and buy some pleasure products or erotic accessories for the, I guess for the bedroom we could offer that too mm-hmm. um, and without it being scary or intimidating or we any have- of those Speaking of scary and intimidating, Australia is uh, can be a country when you announce, hey, I'm going to go and do something different that's kind of scary. People go, what are you, fucking crazy? (laughs) Sorry, I know there's a kid around here somewhere. No, no, he's at school. Oh, great. Yeah. what what did people say to you when you were like, we're going to quit our magazine jobs and go do this? Well, we didn't quit our magazine jobs. Mm. We, we we work at Mamma Mia, so we launched it when we... Um, we oh, so you moved from... Uh, moved from Vogue um, to Mamma Mia. Together? Yes, yeah. together. Six weeks. We come as a package. <laughs> really? As a, yeah. as a mega sales team? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's right. Well, we That's actually right. um, had our old advertising manager. Had, um, he was a guy that worked as our advertising manager at Vogue. He went over to the BBC for a while mm. and then he ended up at Mamma Mia. Um, and from there, uh, he brought Crystal over and literally, like, the next... Within a week, Lisa came over and it just happened to be that because we were going to a competitor, we were both on six weeks gardening leave together. So this is when we were like, right, we've got the time. We might as well, like, start to research it and get the nuts and bolts of it down. And, um, yeah, and then when we went over to Mamma Mia, that's when we launched... Yeah, and I think that... But did people say, what are you doing? Oh, I think that oh, the yes. biggest... Uh, there was a lot... Lots of eyebrows raised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And there was a lot of... Um, especially, really interestingly, it was, I think, boys who were more uncomfortable about it than, than the girls. Yeah. The girls were, like, a, a lot more kind of open and excited about embracing it, and guys kept going... 
oh, you're opening a porn site. And we, it was very hard to articulate they, when yeah. it was a, an idea in the sky. Mm. Mm. Um, exactly. And they couldn't understand that, yes, even though we sold pleasure products, we also sold lingerie, but it's not a sex site and it's not a porn site. They couldn't get that, that it was going to be this nice premium kind of like women's boutique for their partners. Right. They're like, no, it's a porn site because you sell like vibrators. But no one, no one poo-pooed the idea of you guys trying something new or did they kind of encourage you to stay in your box a bit? We kind of kept it on the download oh. as well. Yeah, so we, we spent about 12 months where we... Because the whole time when you're launching a new business as well, it's, it's, it's incredibly scary. Um, and you constantly have in the back of your mind, like, is this like really the right thing to do? Or like, yes. is it going to fail? And I think we kept it on the download because we were still, I guess, in that research phase where we wanted to make sure that there was a market opportunity in Australia and we didn't want to just, you know, blurt out to everyone they're launching this store and, mm. and not we kind have of, it happen. <laughs> we kind of got forced into telling people about it when mm. um, we went, um, our old editor, the ex-editor of Vogue, Kirsty Clements, we went to her book launch, um, her first book, and I remember it was at mm. Double Bay at Pelicano. Pelicano. That's right. And we were talking to um, the ex-features editor of Vogue, who now writes for Elle, Alex Spring, and she's like, what have you girls been up to? And we kind of like had a few drinks, and then we just sort of started talking about Porto V. And oh, she's like, yeah. that's really interesting, because I'm writing a story on kink. And, and how more Australian women want to kink up their sex lives in the bedroom. And she was like, we should, like, have a chat. And then that's when Lisa and I were like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're actually doing this. It's, like, locked in. <laughs> oh, we had already kind of, I guess, had plans in place for, like, the look um, and feel of the website and stuff like that. But that was the first kind of, I guess... That was like, okay, we yeah, this is going to be on now. the shelves on sale, yeah. mentioning our brand that's yeah. launching. Like, we have to make sure it's launched. So it put, yeah. it put an incredible amount of pressure on us, on our design team, on our dev team, um, and everyone to just make sure this thing kind of went live to coincide with this article. Mm. Um, but we did it. We did it, yeah. Were you guys self-funding at the time? We yes, still still yeah, are. we still are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's quite a big sheet. Yeah. But, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people would probably try and partner up with someone who's already got distribution or partner up with a brand or, yeah. f- f- you so know. So we basically started from scratch. We did a lot of research on Pinterest, um, had so many conversations with different people, um, and we, like, used our sales and marketing skills to just reach out and be like, hey, we're two girls from Australia. We love your brand. We're launching our own brand. Do you want to have a chat? Were you the girls at the party who would get a woman on her own and go, so, do you buy stuff online? <laughs> you that? Uh, maybe not in the corner, but... Yeah. It, it, oh, we definitely did drop that into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we, we, we are lucky. We had, you know, quite a close circle of people that we kind of tapped into for um, just to get kind of what people feel about, you know, different mm. um, different areas, mm. like our tagline and our branding. And We had a focus group to start off with, which was awesome. really fun. <laughs> Mix of boys and girls. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. When, and so when, when was the first sale? Like the... Oh, so we launched on the 27th of May and we had our first sale on, like, the 30th of May. Yeah. And we, I remember you were in yeah. um, that big meeting in the boardroom and I was at my out. desk and um, it popped up on our phone. Sure. And I looked over to Lisa and I was like, oh, my God. I like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've sold something. <laughs> and we don't even know that person. <laughs> All right. So it wasn't somebody that you already knew. No. And that was the best thing because we were like... It, like all the research does show that people do actually want to like buy these things, <laughs> and now great. we're now we're um we're we're getting anywhere between kind of I think you know five mm. and, and sort of seven orders a week. Sometimes you have better, better weeks. Sometimes you have quieter weeks. Um, we're just, really kind of like trial and error at the moment. 
like finding yeah. out what's really working, what brands are going well. Particularly in Australia, like lingerie is really, really popular. Like Gooseberry Intimates is just going off for us. They love it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like what Lisa was saying before, internationally, we're selling more the, um, the pleasure products and the whips and the spanking bats and that type of, I guess, um, those mm. types of products. Mm. Yeah, and we've, we've been really lucky. We've had like a lot of already a lot of repeat customers as well. Um, yes. Yes. And so, and, but it is definitely um, something that I think is going to be bigger than Australia. Yeah. Alternative sexuality in mm -hmm. itself, alternate sexuality has always been a source of people kind of being a bit of afraid of it. But then again, alternative expressions of sexuality have drawn even more, I guess, fear, recoil, mm. people, if it's not missionary, I'm not doing it. What, yeah. <laughs> what would you, you know, why do people explore alternate sexual expression, do you think? Um, I think that... Probably um, one of the, the things that kind of stuck with me um, was when we did some of the research mm. through the GFC in America and that was some of the stuff that Chris found. Saying yeah, that saying that basically, obviously, people weren't going out as much and they were kind of cocooning. So, obviously, with their partner, they were having more sex and I think that led to experimenting more in the bedroom. Um, and I think it's kind of come from that. I think a lot of women and men these days are more open to trying, like, to trying new things because yeah. why not? And we're not saying, I think that, you know, vanilla is a lovely flavour, but just yeah. not all the time. Right. <laughs> but some people might be, like, afraid. They don't know what to do. They, you know, they might get it wrong and go, hey, that didn't work. Well, back I to normal. Know. I think this is where Porta V comes into play because we, with our Instagram account, we like to have a bit of fun, make it really humorous, and I think injecting a bit of like playfulness into it makes it not so like oh my god just because you don't do it right the first time doesn't mean you have to like you're failing mm. it means okay maybe you should wear um you know a blindfold or you know spice things up like that and kind of like i guess move a bit slowly with your partner um and i think the thing is too not to take it so seriously like if you're with your partner a long time it is a long time <laughs> <laughs> and even when we were going through all of this like you know there were times when my husband was very lucky to be the guinea pig. <laughs> and, like, a lot of the times we just laughed. Like, we didn't mm. take it seriously. And we, you have to laugh because you're having fun and you're trying something different and something's worked and something didn't. And, and I think that it's, um, yeah, it is just about connecting with your partner in a different way yeah. and having fun. It, the blindfold seems like a pretty innocuous place to start. Yeah. yeah, we have. Well, we actually have um, like these, um, these actual like these starter kits. So there's like it's like a um, it's like instruments of pleasure, yeah. <laughs> and there's like a red, which is like we really like know what you're doing, and then there's a green, um, which is like real beginners level. So we're easing you into it. You've got a tickler and a blindfold, <laughs> and then there's like an orange, which is in the middle. So you can kind of go through the stages and have a play this i mean there's also a lot of information on our blog as well yeah. where there's like a lot of things. we have a lot of fun with our blog <laughs> like right. the beginner's guide to bondage and yeah like, you know well, if you want to swing like here's some tips thinking yeah. of a threesome maybe this is what you'd like to right. think about before you go there yeah and it's all kind of written in our tone of voice and in mm. kind of to talk to people like us right yeah. mm. now what role has in your minds, you're, you're an online business. What role has online expression of sexuality played in this kind of awakening, do you think? Huge, huge. I don't think we would have the following on Instagram or be going so well after launch if I think we weren't an online business. Mm -hmm. I think online gives that... Um, 
option for couples where they may feel a bit intimidating walking into a store to sit down, have a read, have a bit of fun in the privacy of their own homes. Um, and I think that gives them the power to experiment more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really helped us out in terms of launching. Power. I guess I'm also asking, you know, you mentioned Pinterest earlier, but you're only a few clicks away from jumping on Tumblr and going, oh, you know, finding something you might not have seen before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 10 years ago, even just 10 years ago, that didn't really exist. It wasn't that right. accessible. So what role do you think exposure, online exposure to, to alternative sexual expression has played in, in what's going on at the moment? opened up conversations for us. It's broken down a lot of barriers as well. I think it's kind of, whereas it kind of used to be 10 years ago, it was like you had porn that you bought on like a VCR. DVD 10 years ago, not that I know. Or VCR. VCR, is that what you call it? (laughs) Yeah, the the problem with the VCRs is they remember where you left off. Uh, Yeah. So uh, the next person to put that in would go... Okay, so that's what he's into. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I think now there's so many people that like almost everybody is an editor of their own kind of life. And like you look at people's Pinterest boards, and some of them are incredibly erotic and um, but still very tasteful, and then some of them are just way off the mark. Mm. Um, but I think it kind of helps people express themselves and embrace a different kind of sexuality online as well. Mm. Um, I think so as well. Yeah, without, and also kind of making different divides and lines where it's not just black and white anymore. There are a lot of shades of grey. Well, you know, I think there's one thing doing this show that I've discovered talking about these things is there's definitely, there's a, with that Kinsey scale, there's so much, there's so much between straight and gay, there's so much between vanilla and boysenberry or whatever it is you want to... <laughs> well, why not? There's, there's so, so, so much. Mm. Now, what happens, though, when one partner in the relationship is a little more into this kind of stuff than the other? Is it a, is it a deal breaker, do you think? No, I think it's about communication. I think it's being like really open with your partner and telling them, hey, I would really like to try this. And if the other partner's not open to it, then it's like finding out the reasons why and then trying to obviously, you know, I guess form a bit more of a, of a trust factor there to make them feel a bit more One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Comfortable exploring that. Plus, I don't think this is all, like this isn't a new thing, really. I think you know, couples in relationships have had different sexual boundaries mm. forever. So it's just a matter of, I guess, communicating that and, and being open about it. Being open, yeah. Right. And what's the you know? Do you get emails back from people who go, "Oh my god, this was great." Yes, uh, we do. We get some very. <laughs> we got a very distressed email yes, the other day. Um, um, a lady's vibrator stopped working. <laughs> she, she was very um, upset. Very upset about it. 
So we, we had to... We Mid-game, I'm assuming. <laughs> she was like, yeah, we got this email. I think it was like, hey, just, oh, something's happened. Before the three-quarter siren had blown. <laughs> we like, yeah. But we also do get, um, you know, we had a lovely email a couple of weeks ago from a lady who bought her first ever um, couple's toy. And she was like, I was really apprehensive about purchasing this, but my God, has it opened up doors. <laughs> so that's wow. really nice yeah. to hear. And even like things like yesterday, we met a girl who has bought our, like, our beautiful pyjamas. So not even anything to do with yeah. sex. And yeah. she says all her friends have bought these pyjamas and they like, love to sit around the house and it feels like they're in a hotel. And it's just about creating kind of like little experiences for yourself yeah. during the day as well. So for guys who are listening that don't quite understand, I mean, for a, a guy's relationship with underwear is something that you wear <laughs> until it falls apart. <laughs> really? So times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, but so for a guy who's never, you know, you, you walk past, you know, in the shopping mall, you walk past like mm. the store with all the Victoria's Secret impossible looking women that you'll never ever meet in real life. And <laughs> unless you train 50 hours a day, you'll never look like <laughs> and also happen to have a Photoshop digital artist with you at all times. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, sorry, I have a thing about that. Um, That's okay. We do too. Yeah. So what can you tell a guy about what it is to be wearing something fabulous when you go through your day that's that no one else can see empowers you to feel sexy and beautiful if you're wearing a gorgeous lingerie set it just kind of puts an extra i guess spark in your day knowing that you've got something really beautiful on and i think that it's a really good quote that i like and it's um you know when i wear matching lingerie i really feel like i've got my shit together yeah (laughs) and it is it is about that and i think the things times have changed too where kind of really sexy lingerie was um, sometimes reserved for the bedroom. Mm. Now it's like it doesn't matter if you're single, if you're in, you know, in a relationship. relationship. It's something that you wear to make yourself feel good. Um, and, and if that also makes your partner really excited to see you at the end of the day, then why not? It's yeah. <laughs> a bonus. So, like, could you be in a meeting uh, and you know things are going shitty in the meeting? And you just go, oh, that's right. That one. <laughs> no, I've got this really beautiful gooseberry um, set on. <laughs> I didn't no. think that literal. <laughs> no. But it is just, it's just about like, feeling good. I kind of liken it. It's the same reason why, you know, women like to put makeup on and do their hair and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because you mm-hmm. want to make yourself feel good. And I think through a lot of our research as well, we did see that guys were having a little bit more trouble connecting with what to buy women. And I don't know if you've had um, a chance to look, but we have a gift guide for guys. Oh. <laughs> Which kind of helps. helps like point them in the right direction as to you know what occasion they might be buying for. Yeah. So what's well, what's the biggest mistake guys can make when they're buying uh, lingerie? Oh, I think there is no mistake when you're buying lingerie. I don't think so either. I think. Oh come on! If I go for like the crotchless something, you know, with uh, no nipple holes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. yeah. So I think you definitely need to know the type of woman that you're purchasing the lingerie for. So if she's a bit more on the feminine kind of side, then you'll probably go for, I guess, lace. And um, also the purpose of the lingerie, like, is it for your bedroom? Do you, like, mm. you're not, girls aren't going to wear, like, leather suspenders out during the day down at Bondi. That's just not what's going to happen. No. But if it's for the bedroom, then, yeah, you can be a little bit more adventurous. Maybe crutchless is good for the bedroom. <laughs> um, if it's for her to wear, like, every day, then, of course, you need to think about things like, how big is your girl's breasts? If they're really yeah. big, you need to get her an underwire. What bra. type of under, like, what type of style does she like? Does yeah. she like a G-string or does she prefer a full brief? Is she into a bodysuit? Bodysuits are making a comeback as well. Yeah. So just also, like, yeah, try and be in tune with your woman and kind of mm. what she's doing already. It sounds like you're going to have to do a bit of recon. 
You have to go and go into the drawer and have a look at some labels. Well, you should I'll know what your girls wearing underneath, <laughs> shouldn't you? Yes, you should. Yeah. Pay attention, boys. Look, to be honest, by the time we see the underwear, you we're just, just want to take <laughs> too far too excited to notice the cut. Well, you know, I think there's two kind of guys with that. So I think there's guys that seriously just want it off and want it off. Mm. And there's other guys who like to keep it on. Bit of foreplay. Yeah. Look, oh, look, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that the length of time that it's like, yes, it's lovely to, to have it there, but I'm not really interested in the make or model. You know, if, if there's anything about it, it's that, well, personally, having it there, leaving it on for a while, it's because there's nothing quite like the reveal. It's yes. all about the reveal. That's right. Slow reveal. Yeah. All we like the slow reveal too. Well, I work in television. It's all about the reveal. There you go. We'll have more for you after the break. <laughs> it's all about the reveal, man. It that's, is. That's the only way forward. Now, you mentioned earlier that you, uh, your mums get involved when the two of you have, have disagreements. <laughs> As co-founders of a company, yes. what do you do when you disagree with each other? So... I mean, Lisa and I are quite different. We're very much like we were saying before. Like, Lisa likes to yeah, definitely push the boundaries and I sometimes like to rein it in. And I think that's a good, like, match in itself, particularly for the type of industry we're playing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we always... If we don't agree on something, we will respect each other enough that I listen to her side of the, um, you know, the argument, story, yeah. argument. Um, she listens to me. And then we always end up where we meet each other halfway and even though it may have taken a bit of an argument mm. or a bit of a tear for whatever, um, once we agree on something, we, we back it 110% and we move on. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and we, we always laugh. We do. At, we at the end of it, we come full circle and we're like, and, oh, my God, I can't believe we said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we have tips as well, but I think that also working together for so long, you, you know each other's personalities and you yeah. know that even if we are, like, having in the middle of, like, a big argument about something, whether mm. it be work-related or personal-related, mm. um, we're still constantly in contact because we're running this business. So, yeah. you know, it just... It helps us get over things quite quickly. Well, yeah, we, we'll, you'll see our text messages will be there'll be no kisses at the end, <laughs> but, we'll still be, but we'll still be constantly communicating okay, Do about, you like this picture? Should we put it up now? Yeah. Let's put it up on Instagram. Let's save that one for Facebook. Did you see that person put that inquiry in about that? Did you see that we got this order? <laughs> How great was what that? What are the what are the so can you give me I'm interested in the process. What what say for example, could you take me through the, the, the life of a disagreement? Because a lot of businesses get okay, so tanked our, when co-founders have a disagreement. Our funniest one would probably be before we were launching, it was really high stress. We were like outlining like all this money and a lot of money. A lot of money, and we were like coming to the real crucial end of getting this website live. And we're down to a few kind of different products that we're thinking, you know, should we stock or shouldn't we stock? And that particular product was a butt plug. And I was like, I just, I just don't think we should have this butt plug. And you were like, oh, it's 50 shades of grey, maybe we should have it. And so we kind of got into this really, like, long-winded argument about this butt plug. And actually, and Crystal kind of turned me around and it's like, actually, yeah, our site's not ready for that. Maybe one day. But right now, like, I just feel like that's just too far. So we kind of both, like, Crystal was right and I've gone with that. I'm really glad we never got the butt plugs. But then the <laughs> Are they there now? No, no, not yet. We're not probably yet? we're not there yet. I don't think we we may, we may never be, be there. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can get fancy ones with crystal bits on the back oh, of yeah, them. You can get one with um, really cute little feathers. The feather. Yeah. 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 Ones with like roses at the end of it as well. Fabulous. <laughs> Some of the stuff we've seen that you can get. I mean, 
we will never be stocking. I can only imagine <laughs> you know, when you see the wholesalers' catalogues that you can order from the kind oh, of stuff. Oh, that's another. Oh my gosh, the catalogues that we receive—they <laughs> are just unbelievable, aren't they? Ladies? All the suppliers have a you know different. They stock stuff. hundreds of different product ranges, and we probably only you know purchase a few kind of different products from them. But they obviously send out their big catalog every month and. Yeah, you get everything from butt plugs to... Oh, and um, they show you some of, like, the, the actual, like, videos they've got available. And it's, like, laughable, but I think we've become quite immune to everything as well. My husband's like, you should put that, that away <laughs> because, you know, we've got people coming over. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, just throw that in the recycling. Because you, like, you what do... What do you mean, become... like, a girl in leather? Like, <laughs> it's okay. What do you mean this fetish thing's wrong? But I think that, yeah, it's... It is something that I think you, we become a little bit immune to as well. But I think, like, when we did our research, one of the funniest days was um, not the, the sex bow. Um, it was when we actually we did all this research and we looked at about... It must have been 100 different websites and we both did this huge competitive analysis of each one. So, you know, how many products they had, what their social media following was like, what their tone of voice was, their USP, mm. and then we presented them back to each other. Unfortunately, Chris got all the duds. I got the worst ones, <laughs> like the most rank sites out there. And I was like, Talisa, did you do this deliberately? Like, I know I've lived a sheltered spent... life, but this is just extreme. <laughs> it was, yeah, and it was very eye-opening. So um, then we kind of picked the ones that were in Sydney. So we actually went out to all of, like, we went to around about six stores right around Sydney. Everything and, from, uh, like, your, like, underground, like, feeling dirty when you walk out to, you know, stores that they're in Westfield. There was, like, one in Westfield, Sydney. That's right. And they had, Stores like, that also had, like, latex as well. Oh, yeah, there was the big latex yeah, room. And really it was a very <laughs> eye-opening day. What would... Now, it sounds like you've done... Uh, you did a lot of research beforehand. Heaps of what would you say... How valuable was it? And would you recommend other businesses to spend so much time researching? A hundred percent. hundred, yeah. But you need to know the industry that you're going into, like, the back of your hand. There's no, like, there's no doubt about it. You can't just, like, have an idea at a barbecue on a Saturday and go and form the ink on Tuesday and then go. I mean, yes, you, you can, can, but that's quite a risky way of going about it. Um, and Lisa and I, you know, really wanted to make sure that we were doing everything really product thoroughly and properly. So, you know, we took the time to make sure that we knew who our top five main competitors were what products they stock even to this day we're constantly like hey do you see what that person's doing oh yeah they're doing this on social media now like you need to know your industry because if you don't know it then how do you know what type of like point of difference you're going to have in the market mm -hmm. so it's an ongoing process oh, always constantly constantly, constantly we are screenshotting things to each other saying yeah. did you see what this person's doing mm. look like what they're stocking now um a couple of weeks ago, we were walking, um, you know, in Darlinghurst, and there happened to be a store there that we knew was, um, you know, on our radar. So again, we popped in. Like I think that's our, our third time we popped into that store just to kind of check it out, see what's happening, yeah, what kind of new um, lingerie brands they have on board. Yeah, you have to be aware. And I think yeah. that also that research thing, not just I guess from knowing what your competitors are doing, but I think it really informed a lot of the things that we did for our site. So. Yeah. I think from an Australian perspective, we saw a lot of things that we didn't want to do. Mm. Um, we did a lot of research internationally as well. So some of the, the really beautiful sites like Pleasurements.com, um, like the Ann Summers, mm, the Coco World, de Mer, all those brands. Real beautiful sites in Europe that are, really, are going so well. And they very, very comfortably have like this really high like the Perla lingerie and they do have butt plugs. Yeah, next to their and lingerie. <laughs> Actually, that was one of yes. your arguments to me. <laughs> And, um, and so, wow. so I think, and that's, and we found a lot of things that we did want to do based on those as well. So, mm. um, I think it's yeah, very important. And as far as developing 
so that that that's a big that's a big part of what you what you're doing ongoing but as you um as you look into the forward into the the, yeah. the butt plug years um, <laughs> how much how much of the time do you spend on on the business on creating a, the, the thing that's gonna six months time. away yeah i think that's again that's like an ongoing process like we have like a business plan that we're constantly referring to making sure we're on track we're adding things to to you know making sure that we do have that six month 12 month goal and i guess that's you know from since launch in may we've realized that there's a real opportunity for us to create our own products as well so that's something that we have on the horizon now for the next kind of like six months that we want to do yeah port of a branded products mm. And yeah, and I think just also kind of having um, something to for the brand to grow. Like we constantly need to think of ways for the brand to grow. And I think you know we've done the, the foundation of creating this beautiful brand. Everybody that sees the brand loves it. Um, we're very protective and making sure that everything is of the highest quality. Um, and so now we've kind of done that. It's like what can we do next? And mm. the possibilities are endless. Like the site is nowhere near where we want it to be. It never will be. No, it's never going to be done. And that was one of the biggest pieces of advice somebody gave us. Before before we launched is like you, you just have to do it it's never going to be perfect there's still going to be things that you want to change that you want to add yeah. um and we're constantly but you just have to bite the bullet and just do it yeah it's like it's like thinking about when to have a baby just do it yeah exactly you're never going to have enough money you're never going to live in the right <laughs> suburb you never <laughs> exactly and there and like before you kind of venture into something like that you're like oh yeah yeah you know whatever but it actually they are quite daunting things to take on board and you're like no you're right mm -hmm. it actually will never be as perfect as what you have in your head but you just have to go ahead how important have and have you tracked down mentors or advisors for the business yeah absolutely yes, they've we, been crucial we um we actually we're very cute we had a um Oh, look at me. We yeah. were cute. We, <laughs> we actually sat down with Kirsty Clements because she is obviously the, the queen when it comes to understanding luxury and, and brands and, and what's going to work and sell in Australia. Mm. And um, we sat down with her and she was one of the first people that we ever actually formally like presented our like Port of E concept. And like the advice that she's given us has just been huge. Huge. You know, constantly thinking about the different types of like age groups that we'll be targeting, and you know where they are in that, their, I guess that life stage, and what type of lingerie will go back with that, to the types of beautiful body lotions that we have on board, and things like that, mm -hmm. and just overall like just, um, I guess, advice on brands and luxury, mm -hmm. and you know, and how to keep it like luxury but still attainable. Yeah, and we've also connected with a lot of um, like-minded like entrepreneurs as well. And I think mm. some of the most exciting conversations you have is with um, people who are kind of in that same sort of phase as you with their business. And yeah. you both share like, you know, dev war stories. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't understand dev will know that... Or code oh. and how annoying it is. <laughs> ...will be able to relate. Um, and, and just kind of giving each other advice on different tools that you use mm. and that, that kind of help you along. Because there is so much on the back end that happens. As far as, as far as like marketing goes and SEO and and kind of particularly with social, like you have to be like always on. And because Lisa and I work full time as well, like we're constantly sourcing programs that can help us kind of I guess be able to keep on top of that all while still do our day jobs as well. So the people that you have on board uh, as mentors and advisors are they full time or are they just people that you go to when you need them? Oh, we just like have regular. Yeah. It's like coffee catch up. Uh -huh. No, yeah, yeah. It's basically just us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But if you were to to grow further, would you think that? Absolutely. So I think so. I think going forward, probably in the next sort of six months, we may look at getting an investor. 
um, just to be able to, there's just so much we want to do and to do that, mm. you know, yeah. we, need, we need money at the moment. We need capital. We, we're generating a lot of money, but everything we're putting back into the business. So yeah. to grow, we really need to kind of give it a bit of an injection. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to the branding, uh, it looks like you spent about as much time on that as anything else. Yeah. yeah. Was that always a thing from the beginning? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Because that's like the first time a user goes onto that website, we've got them for like three seconds if they know that somewhere. Three seconds? Well, very small it amount of time. Yeah. That we can capture them and instantly, you know, it's so easy to flick to another like website mm -hmm. if you don't like what you see. So we wanted to make sure that that opening like homepage was really beautiful and inviting and and we actually, we had, um, so we outsourced a lot. We had experts do, create mm. this for us. So we had um, a company in um, Melbourne who'd helped us do our tone of voice. And so they, they're the ones that really helped us kind of come up with, like, if you go through the site, everything is in this really kind of, like... Cheeky, playful tone of voice. <laughs> and everything that we do on our social media accounts mm. is in this tone of voice as well. Um, and then also kind of helped us... Then we had a design company that helped us create a colour palette and... And our logo and... Yeah. And our fonts and everything like that. So and, we, and even though we came from marketing, it still kind of, I guess... Um, was quite overwhelming as well because there were actually so many like elements to a brand that you had to think about and the brand personality as well yeah. like we were literally filling out questionnaires online about so if your brand was a mm. person who would it be and we're like beyonce yeah she's like sassy she's like confident sexy successful <laughs> yeah what uh what brands you mentioned a few but what particular when it comes to branding it's especially what are some brands that you went we want it to be closer to that we really love Net-A-Porter yeah. Net-A-Porter was, was the number number yeah. one it's just everything sleek like and stylish clean logo clean pages mm. user friendly mm. um, massive <laughs> yeah huge and we also loved Pleasurements um, yeah which is Pleasurements is a um, is a store that it's an Amsterdam based store and it's an actual store but you can only get in with an appointment and they have a whiskey lounge for, for the men. men. <laughs> so the women can go and shop around for lingerie while the guys just kind of sit back and relax. And, yes. and we thought that was their, awesome. their website is very cool. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you first started testing the, the logos, you know, when you email things around to people, mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? What was the reaction? Um, it was more... So our taglines were something that we... Because it's Port of V and our taglines are an Emirates Awakening. And we had three other ones yes. that we were very quite undecided about. Um, and one of them was quite, like, really soft. And the other one was, like, definitely pushing the boundaries a little bit more. And Emirates Awakening kind of, like, sat in the middle. Um, but they were... It was all quite funny. All, all the boys were like, yes, love it. This is great. And it's really funny, too, because guys were very, like, a yes or a no. Whereas um, girls really went into a lot of, like, detail around, no, I think this word conjures up more of like this type of emotion, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So it was really interesting to kind of see it from both sides. And yeah, an amorous awakening was what it was. Because that's what Port of is, yeah. What is, you know, you are, the, you, you've been, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not active, but you've been online, you've been live for a little under a year, but you've been working on this for quite a long time mm. now. What are some things, if you had to do it again, that you would never do again? Oh, that's a hard, that is a hard one. I think we, to be honest, we've been very lucky that we um, mm. we've got some close friends who are who've done their own online businesses, mm. and they gave us a really big list of things not to do. Oh wait, I know what it is. 
Uh, we wouldn't go to Fiverr. <laughs> to oh do my our gosh. Logo. <laughs> so when we first started, someone told us they're like, just go to this website Fiverr. You basically like log your job, and then you get all these people coming, and they like bid for your project. Yes. So five bucks. Lise logged it, but she didn't kind of cap it. So literally overnight, no joke, we had under like pretty much 500 people email us going oh my gosh love your brand love the concept um and they sent us through um examples of what it was it was the most hideous we spent 12 dollars. we got about 10 logos and they were like literally like the worst logos when we told you commission a five-year-old and they would probably produce a better they were like just clip art images like we yeah and like it was really like just I can't even explain some of them. And then when we told our design guys, I'm like, well, we've decided we're going to invest in a proper design <laughs> company because we went to Fiverr and that didn't work out so well. And that had us running. That was really, that was like a running joke. So yeah, don't mm. go to Fiverr for your branding. No. no. <laughs> don't go to Fiverr for your brand. I've got some cool shit on Fiverr. Oh, no. Have See, you? It, but it works, I think, for some brands, but for others... I don't know. I didn't get anything branded. I got, <laughs> I got some people to remix my theme song for my podcast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. For like five bucks. <laughs> Good. And they did it. And I know a guy who, for a Bucks weekend, people will hold a sign with anything written on it. Like a pretty girl will hold a sign and say something for five yeah. bucks. And I'll make a 10-second video. <laughs> for a Bucks weekend, he, uh, he got like 30 different fairly odd people to do fairly odd things <laughs> while saying happy birthday to this person or oh, ha- happy so Bucks funny. weekend for this person for five bucks. So that kind of thing, it's good. It but, works, yeah. yeah. But when you're crea- trying to create Maybe an not empire, yeah. don't, don't go for the, yes. the brand in there. Yeah. So that's the idea, to create an empire? <laughs> uh, yes, that's our, that's our goal. That's our pie in the sky goal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what is it? You were, you were within the Mamma Mia um, universe where you're working as your, your, your day gigs. What is it to be surrounded by people who are, I mean, you know, there's a certain common element to everybody that gets hired over there, you know, that everyone's kind of mostly female, mostly powerful, mostly intelligent, mostly together. Like, it's an incredible place to walk into. It's very intimidating for a man to walk into there. (laughs) You handle it very well. You do. do. For anyone that's ever walked into a room full of 40 people staring at you and then looking across (laughs) and seeing a cardboard cut out of your own face (laughs) in a pot plant, I think I did okay. Yeah, you did very well. What is being in that environment do for you it's incredibly inspiring Mm -hmm. like to go to work like you're saying with women who are just so talented and just so finger on the pulse when it comes to like social media and talking to women and everything like that it it does make you I guess really inspired to I guess do something for yourself as well and I guess um I think yeah and I think that it's like I think Mamma Mia is the opposite of Vogue. So mm. for us too, we, you know, we had Vogue, which really kind of put us in good stead with understanding luxury brands and that market and how you create mm. aspiration and, mm. and, and value perceptions. And then going into Mamma Mia, we got to see a lot about the mechanics of online. And I think that is just as important. It's so powerful. Really understanding social is like the heart. For, for our business, like Pinterest is our number one traffic driver. Followed by Instagram. So we need to make sure that we've got that right. Mm. And also, you know, having incredibly inspiring women like Mia, you know, when we told Mia that we were launching this, she was nothing but supportive. Mm. And, you know, straight away she was the first person to have a look at our blog and she's like, right, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. Yeah, and really like guided us. Yeah. And so it, it is, it's incredibly inspiring every day. Mm. What would you say to people who are listening to this going, you know what? Barbecue tools. There isn't a great Australian barbecue tool website. I'm just making something up. But what would you say to somebody <laughs> oh, you're who's onto something? I'll just <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Do Go it. for it. Like, and at the end of the day, like, what do you have to lose, really? Hmm. That's part of, like, if it fails, then the best thing that can come out of it is that you've learned so much about building a brand and, you know, you're constantly challenging yourself in ways that you didn't realise and, you know, if if that's the worst thing that can happen, then you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, like, we've... I think I don't even think Porto V is going to be the last brand that will launch. I think that just going through this process, like every day we've learned, we learn something mm. new every single day, and that that is valuable in itself. And I think as well, like you know, in Australia, it you you can you've got the like ability and the resources to get something off like like Porto V off the ground. Mm. Um, Go on it, to Shopify. It, yeah, it's all there for you. It's set up. What's Shopify? Oh, so <laughs> Shopify is our hosting site. So yeah. basically we have a template and they host everything for us. So, so our, it helps us with our e-commerce. So that's how you can purchase Oh, them. right. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we pay them, like we rent space off them every mm. month. And we have, um, so it tells you, it does all our inventory te- checks. So when someone orders something, it changes our inventory. Um, it's where we load up everything in the front. Oh, right. That's, so, that's amazing. So you don't have to build all that code. That's it's fantastic. Exactly. Code. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we built. We built. We had a little bit of code made to customize it. Yeah. But apart from that, it, it really is mm. um, Shopify. I, I could not. Yeah. There's just that. so many programs out there that can make things like you know, even if you don't have any experience in online, um, you know, or social, there there are other like there's programs out there. There's you know, go have chats to people who are doing like incredible things in that space and this online research, like blogs, even mm. reading some of there's the so much out business there that you blogs. Can get information to kind of launch your own business and. So is a, a, a you know is, is your husband a business blog widow? Is he sitting around while you're you know reading up Eric Reese's lean startup and that sort of thing? <laughs> um, he's pretty busy himself, which is good. Um, so, but yeah, I think he's he's so incredibly supportive, which makes mm. it a lot easier. So he was the one where when we first first started, we were working out of the spare room in our house, and every night he'd would, be like, "Girls, would you like some food?" Or yeah. are you okay? We're like, "Yes." Yeah, we yes. just like, and so like you know, he'd be there, "Okay, I'm going to bed, girls." We're like, um, "Okay, okay, we're just looking at gag balls." <laughs> okay, bye, babe. So, <laughs> so funny. And yeah, so he's been really supportive, and I think that having a, and he's really good too because Simon gives us um, sometimes he crit, like critiques us. And it's a little bit um, hard to take yeah. on board, but at the end of the day, it's very good to have someone there who, um, you know, makes us think about things a bit differently and challenges us to think about things differently. Yeah. What I know you're very happy working at Mamma Mia, but what would it take for you to go? All right, let's quit the day job. Let's push off from the dock and go. <laughs> oh gosh, we're so far away from that. But um, you know, I think it's um, I think with a growth strategy. Um, at being in a position where we're confident that we can cover Support a salary, ourselves. yeah, yeah, um, as well as like continue to, to grow the business, yeah, how we want it, how yeah. we want to, I think that would give us the, the confidence to do something like plus, that. Plus, we are pretty like Mamma Mia is the funnest place to work. Like, it's so much. Fun. We like we have a netball team and we have bake day <laughs> and we we have like compulsory like dress up days. It is sometimes like when new people start, they're like, this is like some sort of like happy cult. Yeah. And is, is this actually real? Do people have this much fun at work? And we're like, yes, yes they do. They do now. And we most of us are all like refugees from like large corporations. So <laughs> we we kind of when you get there, you kind of like you spend the first kind of six months going, why is everybody so, so nice? nice. <laughs> it's like something's going to happen. And it doesn't. You just, everybody is kind of working towards a common goal and it, it mm. is, a, we're very lucky to work there. Mm. 
Well, I'm, I'm very lucky that you uh, took the time to do this with me. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you for my present. <laughs> oh, well, we hope you like it. Yeah, Could, would you like me to? You? Would you like? I'm more than happy to pay for it. Because uh, you <laughs> no, know. No, not at all. Please. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm more than happy, but thank you. No, that's um, a gift. We do have a gifting budget. Ah. In our marketing plan, so. <laughs> well, so I'm very. Actually, there's some extra little things in there yeah, as well that we thought you might like to have some fun with. Crikey. <laughs> well, I won't open it just yet. Are you sure that could be? You can. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So I've, I've, I've been, I've, the ladies have given me a beautiful port of e box, which is glorious. I can't imagine how much this box costs. Yes. This is the box that people get when they open their mail. Yes, that's yep. right. So this comes Australia Post size. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's tied with a bow with love. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to put my glasses on here. Okay. All right. Because wow. I'm old. <laughs> All right, that's very, very special. What have you got in there? Oh, there's a little card there. Aww. Oh, thank you very much. It's okay. no That's very sweet. There's some three in, like, inspirational cards there to set the scene. All right, so she likes to run free, but doesn't mind being tied down either. Yep. Jiminy Crickets, thank you very much for that. Oh, hang on, oh. that doesn't, oh. <laughs> I think this is the, Okay, so it's, it's, it's packaged delightfully. <laughs> I do very much like the logo of the key, the keyhole. Mm -hmm. Why the keyhole? Because Porta V means um, door to life in French, which has a few different meanings. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Yes. We thought it's up to the um, oh. the eye of the beholder really to interpret. <laughs> I do kind of I do kind of want to unwrap this in company. Just do open it. Okay, yeah. but I don't want to bust the beautiful wrapping. Oh, no, that's all right. All right. What you, keep, keep the other thing wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, I will. I'll keep that wrapped up. Oh, my goodness. What have I got here? <laughs> so that's a tanga egg. It's a love egg. Now, tell me, what does this do? Well, <laughs> you might need to go online and watch the video. <laughs> but it's um, meant to be enjoyed with you and your partner. Or you can enjoy that one on your own if you'd like. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, something yeah. different. We just, yeah. Just oh. Starting a conversation. It's <laughs> about trying new things. Yeah. Goodness me. An amorous awakening, yeah, really. An amorous <laughs> awakening. Well, this did leave me, I did want to ask, what a, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. <laughs> look at the other things in there. There's other things? No, no, no inside that, that packet. Inside this packet here, inside this packet here, there's uh, silky sensual handcuffs. My yes. goodness. Thank you, ladies. That's okay. No worries. That's very much... My goodness. Yep. I, uh... <laughs> thank you so much. That's okay. That's really special. Yep. I actually learned a few weeks ago how... Ooh. And there's all sorts of lotions and potions here as well. What have we got here? Massage oil. Uh, that, okay, that's a, that's a massage gel. That's a massage gel. And that, arousal cream. <laughs> the secret recipe. Yes. All right. I've got to sniff this. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. My goodness me. All right. So, lots of fun things there to keep yeah. you occupied. What? Well, yes. Yep. Um, that I'm grateful now. That <laughs> it came at a good time in my life because, you know, if you'd given it to me a month ago or two months ago, it wouldn't have made any difference. But um, thank you. Um, <laughs> no so what... Uh, I guess, you know, we were just, just briefly, you know, you just showed me something there that's inside my little package here um, that looks very interesting, but something I've never seen before. We were talking a little about the catalogues earlier. What are the, um, you know, because when people think 
probably when people think vibrators, mm-hmm. people think ugly-looking pretend penises that are just kind of frightening and you don't want anyone yeah. to ever see them. No. What is the kind of technology level going into these devices going on well, at the moment? all vibrators or dildos that um, we stock at all have their own USB port, so you can just charge it yeah. <laughs> rather than have Maybe it battery-operated. Um, and then we've got different kind of sizes, so we've got a little vibrator called the the Mia. Mia is the Mia is the most Mia popular. This is very amusing. Um, is yeah, is our most popular. It's our travel size, so it's very discreet. It's very powerful. Yes. Discreet yet powerful. Yes. <laughs> and USB charged. And, and USB charged. And also the cup, like the couple um, toys, are very popular as well. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And some have their own remote control and others just have like a vibrating function. Tell me about the remote control. So that gives the partner, usually the male, um, a little bit of like, I guess, control over the, um, what's, hap- the intensity yeah, what's happening and, and the intensity and that. What's the range? <laughs> oh, well, it goes from, it's like a number. No, like from across a room? Oh, Oh, yeah, within the bedroom. Yeah, I think you'd be able yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. You can't, you can't do it from like a couple of kilometres. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yes. Goodness me. Well, ladies, I'm really grateful for your time today and thank you for my gifts. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. It's been really fun. It's been fun chatting. Unreal. I'm going to take your photo. Okay, great. Smashing. All right. And that was the show. That was Lisa and Crystal from Porto V. Follow them on Instagram to get, I guess, the most of what they do online. P-O-R-T-E-A-V-I-E and of course portavie.com is where they are if you uh, want to listen to this show more often subscribing is the best way forward uh, because that way the episodes will magically be in your in your phone uh, when you wake up on a Monday morning or a Sunday morning if you're in America and uh, you can also subscribe to the subscribe to the email list which is where I will let you know about everything going on in the show um, and yeah that's about it have a have a great week i'll speak to you in los angeles next i miss australia already i really do i'm leaving summer going back to winter and so i wish you all the very very best and thank you for um, listening thanks for being a part of the show thanks for some huge weeks of downloads and um, until next week be kind sleep well and dream of beautiful things Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 